For June 8th, 2020, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 623. Motorhead Mindfulness. Welcome to Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The overthinkers are your smart, funny friends from the internet, and hey, we're here for you, and we hope you're taking care of yourself, and and we're here to try to take care of you uh, a little bit in these, uh, is is the term unprecedented trademarked? Or has someone registered the trademark on the uh, on the term unprecedented? That, it belongs to the people at this point. Right? <laughs> well, that's it belongs good. Belongs to the people. I'm glad we're taking it back. I mean, I, one of the insights of the sort of um, of the unrest, you know, having to do with racial injustice is that it's very far from unprecedented uh, in the United States. Um, though, you know, the quarantine is not something like we've lived we've lived through in our lifetimes and that is uh, still going on notionally <laughs> so you know we hope you're we hope you're doing okay i'm matt rather that's mark lee hey mark how are you yeah, I... <laughs> you, you, actually... asked you asked that question matt and uh and and you should expect an answer along the lines of <laughs> fair enough i've actually like in in conversations or emails or phone calls or things i've actually stopped asking people um how are you and and started saying how are you holding up <laughs> as the you know as the question like the the assumption being that you were you were probably not at your uh, you're probably not at your best. Mark, it's just uh, you and me tonight, and, and I'm struggling to find an adjective. Um, you know, is this one of our unsung two-handers? <laughs> Story two-handers are certainly the providence uh, solely of you and Pete. Only because um, we tell stories about them. That's, you know, that's the only reason why, they're, why they are that. I, I mean, I guess our two-handers sometimes actually are sung because the de- many times that you and I have, uh, you know, taken on the overthinking of podcasts by ourselves, we've done a, a musical uh, sort of thing. And, and being, right. uh, you know, being Remote, being not co-located, uh, I'm afraid that we can't do that this time. We sort of have thought about what it would take uh, in these unprecedented times to uh, pull off a, a musical thing, but it's it's uh, it would take a lot, and and you know probably get us a copyright takedown notice. So why why you know try instead? I guess like uh, you know the world is not <laughs> that different from last week when we sort of thought we can't do uh we can't do our normal podcast and and so to a certain extent we still think that we can't do our normal podcast so our our strategy this week for doing an abnormal podcast is uh we'd like to talk a little bit about um talk a little bit about self-care uh and talk a little bit about what how you might be thinking about taking care of yourself uh, at the moment under the the circumstances that you're facing, however you are experiencing them. Um, and we might talk a little bit about some ideas and suggestions and and maybe maybe some of these things will help, you know. Um, and uh, you know, spend spend a little spend a little time thinking about that. I think there is actually sort of a pop culture uh, angle on this. Um, but I, uh, the first thing I guess that I want to do is 
to sort of knock down the idea that there's something sort of um knock down the straw man idea that there is something uh negatively selfish you know um inappropriately selfish in taking care of yourself uh at you know at times when uh, at times when it you know it seems like um the cause of justice would demand ceaseless work um you know it's it, are you you're you're you must be familiar and sort of struggling at, at times mark with this you know this this sort of straw man idea that i'm setting up in order for us to to knock down yeah. though like and and i think it's easy to kind of intellectualize yourself out of it but i sort of suffer from it a, a, a lot and i i wonder if you do as well yeah yeah we talked about this before right you know i i my my career path is that of public service of sorts and i see lots of colleagues who you know you, you, there's there's many of pathway where you can basically say i must totally devote myself to this um and any time not spent doing that um is doing myself and my community uh, and everyone who depends on me a disservice mm-hmm. well guess what if you just keep in that mindset uh, you will burn out you will flame out and you will uh, be that much more of a disservice uh, to yeah. everyone else if so you, I mean, it, 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 right. it, 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 we're going on saying it's a straw man, right? But are Matt, are you are you seeing people out there on the internet in or or in real life who are arguing this in good faith? I, you know, I don't know. I think it's actually, I, I think maybe what, what I see is a dearth of I, what what I see is sort of a reluctance, you know, in in a kind of mania to not. Um, Actually, not not a mania. I don't want to characterize it that that ungenerously. I think this sort of perfectly laudable uh, impulse not to gloat over not not to gloat about one's luck or one's you know one's privilege to sure. use the, to use the p word right like um, there 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 might be a reluctance to talk about relaxing. <laughs> You know, uh, to talk about um, kind of slackening up on the line uh, a little bit um, for, temporarily in order to come back strong, uh, in order to come back strong later. I, I, I would look at it not as a retreat. It's funny. We, you know, we, we longtime listeners know that we all met in a marching band in college and we had a, a band retreat every year called the go away because the band never retreats. It just goes away. (laughs) So you can, (laughs) you can sort of go away uh, in order to come back stronger. But I, you know, I, I sort of, especially since, you know, my take on a lot of matters of, of, um, you know, representation and kind of discourse drink are, uh, are that like a lot of, uh, a lot of it, a lot of sort of, my my take on what gets called uh rightly or wrongly politically political correctness a lot of the time is that like the sort of proper way to think about it is as a matter of of you know sensitivity tone and emphasis and i understand um uh, wanting to be sensitive you know wanting to uh strike the right tone and wanting to emphasize you know the important work to be done and not necessarily uh, one's own exhaustion, especially in in the face of you know uh, unyielding, um, exhausting historical injustice. But 
but I, I, you know, I would just point out that, that if you, if you give yourself a breakdown, you're going to be a terrible crusader for, for justice. Uh, right. State the obvious. Yeah. If you take, if you take yourself out of the game. And so like, uh, you know, I, I would not advocate in, in the, you know, in the cause of justice, I would not ever advocate a a retreat. Um, but sometimes you do need to go away. Uh, that we, uh, that we never retreat, but sometimes we, you know, we need to sort of focus on, on, um, on healing or, uh, on strengthening and, um, you know, recovering, uh, in order to, in order to come back strong. So, you know, with that straw man thoroughly dispatched, you know, let's, uh, let's sort of dive in, um, to, to these, uh, let's kind of dive into some ideas of, of self-care and, and, uh, you know, set the, set the conceptual table, um, a little bit. I, I want to sort of say first off that we're not really qualified to talk about a couple things. Like one, I, I think that as a matter of self-care, you know, you, you should see to it that your um, sort of medical needs, your kind of your basic needs as a being, are are met you know and that includes uh that includes um are are you able to feed yourself like and are you making choices around feeding yourself uh that promote your you know that promote the kind of sustainable uh the activity that you want to do that sort of support that like are are your medical needs uh attended to are you ill are you injured are you you know um like uh in in you know in in some way in need of attention from you know someone whose job it is to to do these sorts of things and then you know uh another whole thing that we are not strictly speaking qualified to comment on except to say that it's important you know or is your is your mental health uh where it needs to be is it in a point where you know is it at a point where you are uh tended to in the you know the well-being of your psyche and the you know the whatever your situation is with with those things like sort of go, going you know, those, those sorts of things, those sorts of things that require like licenses are, are kind of beyond our, (laughs) you know, are beyond our purview here. And, uh, nothing that we say really should be taken as an, as advice in one way or another on, on those things, because your situation may be, may be very specific. And other than, other than, you know, telling you, I can't do a lot for you other than tell you, tell you that it's important that those things, uh, get taken care of the things having to do with your health and that you you uh absolutely are a person worth taking care of um you know that that is uh kind of as far as we can go in that but you know have you thought about in a slightly more voluntary realm like have you thought about your sleep (laughs) you know as a basic uh, as sort of a basic thing. Um, do you think about your sleep on a regular basis? I mean, you have a young child, so it's, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, probably as bad as when you had an infant, but like, I'm sure there, there are challenges there. Is it something that, that you sort of think about, um, optimizing or, or at least, you know, protecting, uh, in some way on a day-to-day basis, Mark? 
I don't actually. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I've settled into routine. I, I want to call my, you know, I, and I'm, I'm blessed and lucky that I, I don't have much trouble falling asleep. Um, uh, could I get more? Should, should I be getting more and, you know, spending less time? Well, this is kind of going into what our activities are for self-care, right? Less time in bed, screwing around on my phone, watching YouTube videos and reading Twitter before going to sleep. Probably. That would probably do me good. Um, you know, do I have a kind of a good uh, um, really? objective you way can... of evaluating this? Probably not, though. So you, I guess you... I, I answer your question. No, I'm not. And I, I, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about it. And maybe I should. But wait, you can read Twitter and then go to sleep? um yeah i I can i know right that's a gift like if i read twitter like i'm so mad that i have to get up and make a sandwich like it's uh (laughs) you know it's not yeah okay yeah so you know it's mad you give a bunch of disclaimers around this right you know uh and just rightfully so um and it's good to disclose that we are not licensed to talk about really anything (laughs) on this especially via marvel movies or your mental health um, but uh, another disclaimer to add on to that: your mileage may vary. My right? my uh, my Marvel movie license has been revoked for sure. By by who? By what? <laughs> by the man? By by Bob Iger? The you know. Um, so, th- but yeah, like I can't. Uh, I I could like I get too mad. Like this is. I mean, this is you know. You you remember me from the Overthinking It podcast? I'm your buddy Matt, who tells you not to watch cable news. Uh. Uh, right oh check your privilege matt look if you think you're doing good for the world by watching cable news uh you're you're pretty deluded um the oh spicy hot take but the you know the right like i can't uh there's all there's there's almost no good that can come of me reading twitter plus like it uh it like increases my heart rate and like uh it makes it impossible for me to fall asleep so i find that there needs to be like a a sort of media blackout you know for a period a certain period um before uh before and and kind of even after waking up because i've wasted whole days when i've like gone on when i've read the news too early in the day and it is kind of it's kind of set the table mentally cognitive cognitively for my day and all of the sudden the whole day is about kind of being mad right like at 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 the news, which is enraging, like, which is infuriating. I've been reading things about protests that like, uh, that, uh, make me want to stream, scream, you know, and I, I'm lucky in that the, the protests and demonstrations that I've attended have been peaceful, um, and have not been disrupted by police. And that like, is <laughs> just kind of the luck of the draw, I think, given, given the, the ones that I've been, uh, that I've been at, um, over the last week or so, but like may not have been, uh, you know, not everyone is, has been that lucky and you read about these things and it, it makes me crazy and it makes me want to like, uh, uh, it certainly, it, it certainly does not make me want to like drift peacefully off to sleep. So like, uh, my, uh, my strategy has got to be some kind of, some kind of media blackout, but good, good for you for, uh, good for you for being able to read Twitter and then fall right asleep. No, maybe that's not that good of a skill. So, okay, so, you know, Rob is not licensed uh, clinical anythings on this, but, you know, we, everybody who's listening to this is probably familiar with the best practice recommendations around what Matt just said, the media blackouts, you know, before uh, you know, before and after uh, your, your sleeping 
time. Um, but, you know, so let's talk about like specific things for self-care. Right. And, you know, the one of the things that um, uh, that has got, grabbed my attention recently is it, I, I do listen to music as kind of a ramp down thing. You know, mm. it's like, you know, after reading the, the latest outrages on Twitter, um, I just listen to music, close my eyes, uh, instrumental music usually. And that like gets me drowsy. Uh, and, oh, nice. And What's good? Switch off. What's the playlist? Uh, Oh, so basic. It's so basic, Matt. It's just John Williams stuff. Oh, nice. Right. Um, so we could we could talk about that. The other thing that I've been listening to, um, and this is maybe it's just not quite ramped down in the same way, but it is just like squarely, you know, and whatever time you're listening to this is like, you know, this is like a, a good straight up self care sort of thing. So let, let's let's at least let, let's dig into this a little bit here. Um, this is a YouTube channel by the name of, of Bill McClintock, and what he does is he just he mashes up songs. Um, and they are, uh, usually extremely clever because he takes two genres, um, that are rarely ever brought together and two songs that you would never think have anything in common, um, and produces something delightful and incredibly entertaining out of that. This is one example, which we'll, uh, link to in the show notes of this is a mashup of the Motorhead song, the Ace of Spades uh-huh. and the Isley Brothers soul classic. You make me want to shout. I know. Right. Right, the, and the so ace if, of if, spades. You want to shout the hit? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Matt, if if that isn't practicing self care, right? Just like taking three minutes out of my day, whatever I was doing before, and ignoring whatever responsibilities I have, and just um, letting the sonic energy roll through me and delight my intellect and my soul and my uh, whatever aspect the motor had delights. Um, if, if that isn't self care, Matt, I don't know what is. <laughs> the, the, yeah, exactly. The the what the Jaeger, what is the, the Jägermeister festered liver? Yeah, right. Like, I was about to say like what is the what is the uh, what is the rock muscle? You know that you're that you're really getting massaged there. Whatever it is, that sounds great. But like I would frame that as you are giving yourself. You are, it's it's almost a mindfulness practice in that you are are taking. Oh, thank you for putting such a an elevated term to it. <laughs> Motorhead Motorhead mindfulness, man. Um, The, the, uh, you know, um, it's a, uh, it's a mindfulness practice in that um, you are pausing the automatic kind of functioning of your brain, right? And taking time to kind of concentrate on and notice something. And, and I'd sort of characterize it as like, you're providing yourself, you're providing your brain with an experience of delight and with, with a, you know, kind of way of, with a, with a kind of time, a special time to kind of uh, focus on that, to focus on that sensation of delight rather than, you know, as you say, all the other things, which, you know, you'll return to like after you're done uh, listening to um, listening to the, the mashup or the music that, that, uh, that you like, you know, that you're like, uh, it's a, it's a three minute meditation, you know, focused on, focused on a particular sensation like you're joking like i'm not like i'm like i'm taking the piss but i'm i'm actually not i actually do mean sincerely the thing that i'm you know the thing that i'm saying it's you know it's perhaps not the profoundest meditation of which you know we are capable but uh don't uh shortchange it um for that reason i i think it's you know uh 
a good, I think it's a good thing. And like, listen, oh. to, I, you know, I, today is Prince's birthday. Right. And so oh. I listened to uh purple rain in its entirety for the, for exactly the same reason, like the, you know, doing, doing a little lighthouse work, you know, and why not dance around and, and sing along to some Prince while you're, yeah. While you're doing that, were you, were you blasting it at high volume, higher than advisable volume? Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like the the vacuum cleaner did not stand a chance against the volumes that uh, uh, that Prince was saying, dearly beloved, uh, at in my in my house. It was a you know an experience of delight. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool. So my like my audio thing has been a little more ambient. I'm like I'm. I feel a little bit like uh hip grandpa in this, like, or trying to be hip because I have been listening to lo-fi hip hop <laughs> mm. on a, on a, like a YouTube live stream. Uh, and that like, you know, those chill synthesizer sounds combined with those, you know, the slightly sort of drunk beat of the, uh, of the lo-fi hip hop YouTube channel. Like I'm, I'm given to understand that the young people are, are, are really into these chill sounds. These cor- days. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't part of the lo-fi that what do they artificially pipe in? Um, vinyl record hisses and pops. There are hisses and pops. Um, on some on some of the the channels that I found, there's actually like coffee house ambiance, like uh, like restaurant ambiance. That's like talky, you know, sort of light talky sort of sounds, and that you know is supposed to. Ma- it's like you know um, the there's a kind of a canonical video that goes with these things that is like of a girl studying. And so I think they're supposed to be like study beats, you know, like, uh, kind of not particularly mentally demanding. Um, I would, I would have trouble with anything that had words in it. So it's, it's all instrumental lo-fi hip hop. And, and the other thing is that like, um, anything as melodic as John Williams, uh, the um i i would have difficulty with because it would just it's like it it's cognitive you know it's cognitive it like it awakens your brain you know um and like i start thinking about melody uh thinking about the melodies and that's like that would that is not a uh that does not help me chill whereas the uh the lo-fi hip-hop definitely um you know, definitely helps me to to chill. Though, I mean, the, well, we, for okay, so we went from uh, from Prince to to lo-fi, uh, uh, lo-fi beats uh, as auditory self care sorts of things. But Prince is nothing and not melody and beats and all sorts of other things. But you know, is not is is far on the other end of the spectrum of complexity, right? Yeah, yeah fair enough. You're you're right. I I did uh I changed the topic uh back to without uh notifying anybody, back to like uh how I fall asleep or how I stre- ah, how ah, I stress okay. down. Um you know, if you got a like a big sink of dishes that you, you uh, that you want to wash because you don't have uh because you don't have any uh, dishwasher detergent because you uh, you've got to get some and like don't want to go to the grocery store during quarantines and you know like the, this uh, all this kind of anxiety producing stuff and you have a big uh, sink full of dishes that you just got to get through. Prince is definitely a vector that will uh, that will take you. You know, uh, the, yeah, Prince will Prince will go crazy with you and get those. Uh, 
get those dishes done. Um, the, the other thing, like, so on, on YouTube, you mentioned a YouTube channel, like the thing that I've been, uh, appreciating on YouTube recently. And I posted one of these, I think, um, in our overthinking it, uh, podcasters, writers chat room, um, is, uh, I've been uh I've been watching people solve Sudoku on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So there's a there's a channel and I'll put a link to it in the show notes um where these two affable uh guys with English accents solve Sudoku and describe uh describe what they're doing uh as they solve like describe the kind of the strategies and the uh the techniques and you know in a time when the world feels disorderly when when things feel uncertain and scary uh having you know focusing for a moment um on a nine by nine grid of numbers that obey certain regular laws right is not you know is a certain is a certain kind of comfort there's a there's a certain amount of like uh relief i think in that that i have been uh, that I have been appreciating, you know, in the times between kind of engaging with the world and sort of staring uh, out and watching sort of skilled people. Um, it's it's a manner of comp- competence porn, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, in that, you know, it's not watching people struggle to solve Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my version of this is watching videos of people assembling gaming PCs. Nice. Um, I have this ridiculous notion. Speaking of, of, of self-care, I've been playing some more video games, actually. I have this ridiculous notion that somehow um, between, you know, having a child and a job and dealing with all this, that I have time to play video games. Mm. Uh, and at some point in, in, down the road, I am... Uh, going to build my own gaming PC. Yes, exactly. Like I'm some 18 year old child uh, living in my in my mother's basement, ready to play. Um, what, what I don't even know what they play these days. Call of Duty. Sure, let's go with that. Um, uh, and be super hardcore about that. Right to have like a, a a box underneath my my desk with neon lights um, and a liquid cooling system and things like yes, that. Yes, liquid cooled. That's that's, that's that that's that's not going to be me. But that is another uh, part of my YouTube. Um, like kind of you know casual viewing. I don't even know what the right word is for bite-sized viewing uh, menu for things. But um, what, what the, one of the things that Matt we were talking about in the kind of more substantive uh, is that even the right word for it? But um, I guess more traditional uh, media consumption and self-care that we may actually have mentioned before uh, on this podcast. But let's let's dive into this a little bit more. Is like watching um, old TV shows and movies that you have already seen many times. Um, uh, and just going back to that, as opposed to seeking out something new, um, like, and it's interesting uh, that we can kind of put all this in a completely different category rather than just like, you know, browsing through YouTube and just seeking out novel weird stuff because that is all new um, and scratches a certain itch. Um, but then, you know, when we are when you mode switch and then pop open the Netflix app. Um, you're like, oh, could I try something new? Like, uh, finally get into watching Shit's Creek or something like that? Or nah. I'm just going to watch uh, the handful of, of classic community episodes that I, I, I dearly hold on to. Do you do this as well, Matt? Or, or like, you know, kind of uh, re- reflexively go back to the old and like you have some sort of weird anxiety about uh, starting up a new show? That's a different anxiety that or that's <laughs> different from, you know, like I said before, like seeking out novelty on YouTube. Yeah, I definitely I, I definitely felt the reluctance to 
uh, yeah, to, to sort of start new things. And this is like, this is at a time, you know, when there have been calls, I think justified calls to kind of step into some sort of uncomfortable mental territory and kind of educate oneself, uh, you know, start off educating oneself or educate oneself further about, uh, racism and, and anti-racism. Um, and I, I think that that's uh, in, in doing that, um, you know, you can't, you can't just do that, right? Like you, you also need to kind of take, uh, while you're sort of doing that, you kind of need to give your brain, um, a bit of a rest from time to time. And and like, uh, you'll actually retain, you'll kind of internalize material better if you, uh, if you don't just sort of force feed yourself all the time, unceasingly, uh, those things and give your brain some, some time to, to reflect. So, so here's mine. Um, I, uh, I, I can pretty much recite, uh, the first four years of the West wing just from like, you know, most of, most of the episodes, uh, drives my girlfriend crazy. Uh, that I say the dialogue <laughs> a split second before, uh, <laughs> the actors say it. That is truly insufferable, Matt. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I mean, I know you, Matt rather, you are at times insufferable, but that's, that's extra, man. I, I'm sorry. Wow. It's, it's, they are, they are meditative incantations that are meant to soothe my, <laughs> you know, overactive nervous system. It's, it's a form of, of parasympathetic discharge that, you know, that, uh, right. Is meant again to kind of make the world seem, um, seem orderly. So I, you know, I, I watched one, the other day that like, I, I was just led to watch it. Um, I, you know, I just, I picked it out of all the, the first four years, um, like season five and six, the one that, that Aaron Sorkin, the ones that Aaron Sorkin didn't write, like those are sort of the dark gritty reboots of, uh, of the West wing. Like a lot of it sort of centered around a battle with a, uh, uh, recalcitrant Congress and stuff. And like, um, less, you know, less of the, it had less of the kind of the fantastical aspect that the, than the, the Aaron Sorkin, that the Aaron Sorkin years had. Um, so, uh, the, those aren't comforting, but like, uh, the one that I chose out of the whole first four years, um, was an episode called Noel. That is, uh, after, you know, uh, there is a sort of surprise, uh, event. I don't know. Is it safe to spoil the West wing after all of this time? Um, I've actually never seen any West wing, but, uh, you don't have to uh, spare me. Uh, well, there's, there is, uh, you know, there is a kind of a violent thing that happens at, at one point, um, in the show and in, and, uh, someone is injured and there are like, uh, psychological ramifications to, uh, this person being injured. They're sort of traumatized by the, uh, by getting a gunshot wound and they, um, you know, end up having to talk to, uh, it, they end up at the kind of the PTSD makes them act out and they end up having to, uh, talk to a shrink about it, to talk to uh, someone who specializes in trauma actually. And, and, um, you know, uh, the, this is all sort of done in characteristic, uh, Sorkin-esque 
banter. I, I can tell you firsthand that, that, you know, um, right. Like therapy is not usually an occasion for like, uh, wildian, uh, wit and banter, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's what you get with, with Aaron Sorkin. And, you know, I, I was thinking about it, the, the, yeah, the thing that happens that ends up with someone getting shot is connected to, uh, to white supremacy. And, um, you know, and to sort of, uh, uh, racist violence. And the, uh, I, I just, I realized after, um, after watching it, that there, there was this kind of fantasy aspect in which like I, I watching someone kind of work through the trauma and be sort of tended to in a, a skillful and caring way was a kind of wishful, wishful thinking, <laughs> you know, about the, uh, uh, the, the people who are being sort of injured and the people who are, you know, traumatized and in the the unrest that is currently happening in the country and like a, a sort of a sort of wish that they that everyone could be sort of tended to and like everyone could kind of get their needs met. I thought I was watching a uh, just an, an old episode of a show where I can, you know, uh, recite the witty banter. And it, there's something comforting about that in your head, right? Like it's like the just so stories, though, though actually maybe now this is not the uh this is not the um cultural atmosphere in, in which to bring up rudyard kipling uh and and you know the the british empire but um like but uh the idea that like you know they're called the just so stories because when when a parent tells a kid a story they they want to hear it just so they want to hear that version again right and not like some sort of fanciful uh reimagining of the story they want it just so they want it the way that that they've heard it and kind of you get a just so story when you watch you know recorded television because the it happens you know all the words are the same all the timings are the same all the inflections are the same all the kind of the emotions are the same all the characters are the same and that you know is um that is uh comforting but i i realized in in the aftermath of this that like my desire to watch this particular episode i that i kind of chose unconsciously was actually connected to you know the the kind of the ongoing psychoanalysis of my own television watching which as you can imagine uh, i never stopped doing um <laughs> the, the uh led me to realize that there was actually more to the choice of that particular uh that particular episode than i had um you know, than than I had realized uh uh before. So is your thing community? Is that uh is that yeah. the one that you like or uh, I'll you talk have about other community, ones? Too? But I wanna I, I wanna talk about community, but I want to try to keep psychoanalyzing your television viewing oh, sure. and how your your subconscious choice of this uh episode that was both about trauma as well as about healing, as opposed to something that was more straightforward, comforting. Like is there a West Wing episode that if you were going for something that was more lighthearted and just kind of like a straightforward, like, you know, what's the deal with the West Wing? Although I haven't seen it, I know the gist of it, right? You know, very super competent left wing-ish uh, uh, presidential administration and things like that, right? Is there a more straightforward wish fulfillment uh, sort of thing that you would go to if you were seeking that out, either oh, consciously or subconsciously? Gosh, that, yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting. There's so many, like the balance of the Martha's is that. Yeah, I mean they 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 are just that. I mean they all have some sort of obstacle in that because they are, you know, uh, 
they all have some sort of obstacle because they are, um, you know, about politics and about like, uh, competition and winning and they're about, you know, social problems. And, um, the, the, the fantasy is that like, we can sort of be our best selves at all times and like, you know, really care about each other and, and that there are, that there are people, that there are good people, uh, at the helm, you know, that there are good people working in the West Wing who like, who care about all of us and who care about the kind of the great experiment of American democracy and who care about, you know, justice for all. I, God, it's a, it's depressing me to talk about it. Um, the, uh, yeah, to, to go for, uh, to, to go for one that's even more of a, of a chicken soup kind of episode. Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me think about it. Let me, uh, let me think about it. Maybe I'll come up with an, uh, a recommendation by the end of the episode. Sure. So while you're thinking about it, let me single out a specific episode of community that I rewatched recently. And so let's like analyze my television watching on this. Um, Matt, do you remember, uh, season one contemporary American poultry, the Goodfellow spoof? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so those who haven't seen this, you know, the community, the study group, you know, the, the colorful the colorful misfits in a community college. Um, and uh, there's a, a, a decent chunk of episodes that are themed or in kind of a spoof or an homage to a certain genre or, or a type of movie. Um, this one in particular is of Goodfellas. Um, of course, it's a Scorsese gangster masterpiece. Uh, and this is all about how Abed... Um, uh, <laughs> takes control of the ch- chicken finger production at the cafeteria and becomes a mob boss. Um, it is ridiculous as it sounds, um, but it's a, it's like what that like 22 minutes of solid gold, rapid fire, Dan Harmon storyteller, storytelling character arc type of stuff that made that show so brilliant and so good. Um, and I guess like what, what I'm going for here in this is that like, uh, I, 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 I like movies like Goodfellas. You know, this is like my number one thing, but I, I do like a good gangster movie every once in a while. I did not have two and a half hours in the attention span to actually watch Goodfellas. Um, but instead, I wanted to get this little bite side nugget of something um, that I've seen many times before um, and just kind of like, you know, just bask in the, the rapid fire cleverness of this for a solid 22 minutes. So that's uh, that's what I think was going on there. Matt, do you think I might have been uh, trying to go for something else there? No, I think I, I totally I totally understand. I mean, unless you want to uh, unless you want to control the chicken fingers uh, in your neighborhood or building, you know, the um, I, well, I, well, Matt, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a gangster and psychoanalyze myself wanting to be a gangster. <laughs> I think uh, I think Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal made a movie for you. <laughs> um that like i started a rewatch of of community as well like and and i don't know one of the things about that like that sort of highly integrated uh dan Harmon style storytelling is that like everything you know everything connects and i think like it's really they had wonderful writers on that show um for most of the seasons of it. And that like, uh, like the idea that the one, you know, that, that everything kind of integrates in that, that kind of modified hero's journey, you know, that Dan Harmon, uh, has talked about extensively, right? Like there's, there's something, there's something about that in, 
in the kind of the meaning making uh, parts of your brain where you like think about the, the kind of the ultimate, uh, uh, the ultimate kind of significance of things. And that like um, a, a more, I don't know, a kind of more avant-garde, it's not really avant-garde at, the, at this point, but a, a kind of less um, tightly integrated uh, storytelling, something that's a little more just kind of meditate. I keep using this word meditative or something that's a, that's just a little more open-ended and not sort of concerned with tying up all, all the loose ends. Um, you know, beautiful as those things can be, they don't bring you, they don't bring you this, the satisfaction. And like, I, I just, I remember that, um, uh, you know, being my experience of, of community, just as, of, uh, the show community, uh, this just incredible sense of satisfaction, you know, that like, uh, it's, it's, um, just to, to see it all come together, you get the same feeling, you know, that it's a, there's something almost even majestic about it. This, like watching a really difficult gymnastics routine, a gymnast who like sticks a landing that, you know, just seems superhuman that she can do these things, you know, like, yeah. uh, like, and, and the flips and the twists and the, I don't even know all the, the names of the things, but you see, you see them and you're kind of dazzled by them and you want to like, uh, you want to like stand up and like cheer for humanity, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, you get, you do get a kind of mild version of that when you're like very, very, the, the one that I like, I think it's called remedial chaos theory. Um, probably my favorite episode of the community. It's the one where the, the Yahtzee, uh, dice, um, one, yeah, they they roll the dice and it creates different uh, splinters out in alternate universe. Yeah, the six, yeah, 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 the yeah, six yeah. or seven time, the six or seven timelines, like just so tightly integrated, so good, so specific, good for characters. Like I, I and and in the timelines, manage to create an arc for the character for the episode in doing the same story like six or seven times. Pretty pretty amazing. Um, so that's uh yeah I, I 100% uh co-sign on community as good yeah. uh as good comfort watching. So you brought up uh what did you say like kind of more open-ended uh I know you shied away from the term avant-garde but I, I get what you're we're going out with there. Um I, I, would you say like artsy artsy, artsy so artsy yeah. so artsy it verges on the fartsy. <laughs> um I, I would say that like HBO's Watchmen probably falls into that. I mean it is art it is uh, majestic and artistic in so many different ways, but um, is not uh, kind of n- neatly open and shut with each episode. It is really quite the opposite of that, um, uh, as 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 Community is, and that is that is something that I, I tell myself I want to rewatch, um, but does not. Um, maybe it's the moment in particular. Uh, it does not strike me as that as that self care sort of thing. But hey, so we're going back to what we we're talking about before, like, like we, we, you know, you uh, know. Self care isn't about beating yourself up for the choices of, of taking an entertainment that is just like you know uh, there for a comfort spot. Um, Matt, you've heard us talk about Watchmen, right? You know what it's about, right? I I do. It's about uh, it's about people who like uh, guard warehouses at night and like go around with like a punch card and like you know get the various stations and stuff like that, right? Like uh, like like Night Watchmen. 
that's like a you know C or D plot to it, but it's also very much about <laughs> race in America <laughs> and, and, and the horrific horrific violence that has been uh, occasioned upon the African American communities. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty heavy stuff. It is here, we're, we're doing the Watchmen show without actually doing the Watchmen show. It, it is amazingly prophetic that they made the show in 2019, and here we are in 2020. Um, so Matt, I, I, I compel on you. Okay. So here's, here's your thing, right? So, um, if I'm telling you, Oh, you gotta watch Watchmen, you gotta watch Watchmen. Um, now you're confronted with this you know, thing to do in your leisure time. You know, you've got the Netflix remote in your hand and you're like, do I watch Watchmen as well? I go off into this unknown. Um, or do I retreat to something, uh, more comfortable where I know exactly what I'm getting to? Like what sort of anxiety goes through your mind as you look at the tile, um, with that image there and debate whether to click on it or not. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it is interesting. You sort of wonder what the demands are. Um, you wonder what sort of the demands are that the, the thing is going to make on you, right? Like in the sort of the kind of the novelty and kind of uncertainty, I think are the things that are, are the things that are anxiety provoking under those circumstances, not novelty, the, the uncertainty that the novelty brings or the, are the things that are, is the thing that is anxiety provoking. Um, right. Even things that are like, there can be something maybe, uh, there can be something that's that's even maybe kind of emotionally charged uh that is kind of cathartic that like um you know i don't know like uh just off the top of your head like uh dancing around and singing purple rain you know at the top of your lungs and like singing along with the guitar solo on right like uh just just super uh, emotionally charged and yet there's not like any uncertainty in that and that's that's where kind of the the uh that's where the danger is you know and and you, you just might not have the uh just not, might not have the the stomach for it you know at at all times right now um right and it could be something as simple as like tuesday you're not in the mood for the uncertainty but wednesday you are Right. You know, yeah. that's 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 not a very overthinking answer to that to that question, but it could just be as simple as that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that the I think the overthinking it I think the overthinking it angle on it, though, is sort of the idea that that you kind of you exist in different modes, you know, uh, you exist in in kind of a couple of different states, you know, and one. The, I've I've thought this about productivity for a while, and it's probably something I, I heard on a, on a podcast in a time like in a time when we're uh, you know all kind of struggling to to be productive. I think that like productivity has to do a lot of the time with like when you are um, when you are at your kind of most lucid and energetic, setting things up for yourselves. So that the right choice is the easy choice when you become, you know, irrational and tired. Or actually, you know what, like, it's very easy to think of it, very easy to think of it in terms of, like, uh, nutrition and health. Um, I have a a kind of a soft rule for myself that I don't go, don't, I always eat before I go shopping. Uh, right? Never, never skip breakfast on a day when you're going to the market. Um because you'll buy a, or I will buy, maybe you won't, maybe you are a paragon of, uh, virtue and discipline, you know, uh, yeah, maybe you never have a, a, an, a, 
exhausted or cognitively depleted day in your life. Maybe your willpower is, is so incredible, uh, that like, uh, you're, you're, you're never even tempted by the, uh, four pack, uh, cardboard four pack of ice cream sandwiches, uh, in, the freezer section and you certainly would never eat more than a bite of one sandwich and not, you know, let's just say hypothetically all four on a night when you're feeling really stressed out. Well, to hell with you, I say, uh, to hell with you. But, uh, you know, so this way I don't go, I don't go shopping hungry and you know, it's a, kind of a joke that a lot of people say, don't go shopping when you're hungry. You'll come back with a lot of potato chips. And, and so you, you gotta like tend to yourself you know, give yourself a lucid, you know, high willpower, like cognitively. Um, I'm actually not sure about the science of this. This may or may not be debunked, but like the theory is that you have a certain amount of, you have a certain amount of kind of cognitive energy for a day, you know, and you can spend right. it yeah, on yeah. like, you can spend it on willpower. You can spend it on like difficult conversations with your family, <laughs> you, you know, or like frustrating parenting or something, or you can spend it on like cognitively difficult problems. Right. And like, a, or c- cognitive difficult television. Yeah, exactly. Just getting at Right. Like, you know, the, at times confounding storytelling of a Damon Lindelof show like Watchmen and then the at times uh, difficult subject matter. Yeah, fair yeah. enough, right? And so something like if you do a lot of like hard math problems, you'll fail the marshmallow test more often, you know, uh, than if you didn't do all the the very hard math problems, right? So you use yeah. that is, is that that that's like uh, proven out in experiments. I, yeah, I think there has been some yeah. kind of behavioral psychology around this. Maybe someone can well actually us in the comments because I have a, I have a feeling it's the sort of result that that I have a feeling like is either not reproducible or you know maybe there's some added added nuance to it so if anyone is an expert we'd really love you to uh leave some well actuallys in the comments uh on the show notes for this this episode but like so you go shopping right you want to stick to a diet you know don't don't ever count on yourself to make a good decision in the moment you know go, feed yourself a healthy breakfast a healthy filling breakfast go shopping and buy only good food and bring only good food into the house so that you don't have the bad option uh you know and i feel the same way with productivity as well like you you have to use the times use the times when you're smart mat right to uh to govern the times when you are idiotic, Matt, you know, and that's like, uh, and, and to a certain extent, right. I I think that this is sort of akin to, uh, akin to taking care of a child, right? Like you kind of take, you, you can sort of set limits, right? So that, and, and hopefully set up a thing is set up a kind of a, a matrix of safety such that, um, you can't go too wrong, <laughs> you know, right? Like mm. this is why we, this is why we put little, uh, little plugs in all the outlets, little caps on all the, all the electrical outlets in the house. You know what I mean? Like you want to make it possible to like crawl around and explore and impossible to electrocute yourself, <laughs> or at least very, very difficult. Right. And like, to, to a certain extent, you kind of have to baby-proof your brain, you know? And that, like, I, that, to me, that sort of model, that sort of model of self-care is, is important. And, and I guess, like, there is one, one sort of challenge that I would put to all of us in, 
in these times, right? Like there are times when you're sort of regulating your nervous system when you're, and, and we're, we're just all so damn activated all the time. I heard uh, a uh, traffic altercation with like loud honking and shouting um, out outside my window. And I, I looked out the window and like saw this, these, this like very heated exchange between a, a delivery van driver, a person who was blocked from turning into their driveway and uh, passersby on the street who thought that the driver was honking to that. The, uh, the uh, blocked person was honking too much because people live here, you know, people live here. Come on, quiet the horn. Just wait, just be patient, you know? And I looked and I like, I was ready to go out and like, Join the join the Malay, you know, like you're you're getting so wound up there, Matt. Your California or accent started to show. Oh yeah, it's a right, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes when I really, uh... yeah, the, the people are living here, Devin. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Continue. I just wanted to point that. Out. Yeah, well, right. That's what uh, I mean. That's what happens when people people like revert to the accent of their childhood when they're really <laughs> activated psychologically, you know. Uh, and then I realized that like I'm getting involved. I'm getting like mentally involved. My heart rate is going. I feel adrenaline in my bloodstream, like that, like kind of kind of twitchy feeling. Um, like my, you know, respiration going up, heart rate going up, blood. I don't have a, this, the, the information watch doesn't tell me this, but like probably blood pressure going up also and like getting ready to fight and over something stupid that I'm not even involved in. Right. So, you know, and this is like, cause I, I, you know, we're also, we're just, I think a lot of us are pretty wired, um, about what's going on right now. So that like, there's, there's a certain amount of kind of self numbing that's good. Right. Um, that, that's good to kind of regulate your, to kind of regulate your own nervous system, kind of regulate your mood, regulate your, the kind of healthiness of your, like, you know, um, nervous systems responses to things but i guess returning to the returning to the metaphor of taking care of a child a child i guess the thing that i would challenge here um in the idea of self-care is like what are we doing what is the metaphor for what we're doing to ourselves right now are we taking a nap right now uh mentally or are we feeding ourselves something nutritious right uh, when, you, when you say right now, you mean like in a moment of of consciously taking self care? Yeah, in, in, in a moment, speaking, in, in a in moment this of unprecedented moment, in uh, in in a moment of taking self care, uh, especially under extreme stress, unusual stress, as uh, you know, we all sort of are. Uh, the under under quarantine, and uh, the, if it were only quarantine, Dianu, um, the uh, in a moment of self care, you can't just take a nap. You know, there, there is an appropriate time for taking a nap, right? There's an appropriate time for kind of numbing, uh, that sort of numbing behavior. And then there's an appropriate time for something that is a little more nutritious, maybe not super high energy, but something that is a little more nutritious. And I I guess that's where I'd say like, eh, 
You want to read, you know, is there like a, uh, is there like a spiritual teacher you're into or a kind of wisdom literature that you think is good? Like, do you want to maybe read that a little bit? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, uh, uh, I like, um, uh, Pema Chodron a lot. I'll put, to, I'll put some links in the thing, but like, I don't know, maybe it's the Bible. Like maybe it's, it's Jewish or Christian scripture or the, the, uh, the Quran or the, the, you know, your, your own religious traditions, uh, texts, like, or maybe it's like, a um, uh, like, a scientific, like neurological, the brain science of something, something thing like, you know, uh, and, and it's not news, <laughs> right? Not something that's going to be activating, but that's something that's, um, a, just a little more nutritious, Right than my uh, four chip witches, and uh, maybe a little more nutritious than my my sort of binge watching the West Wing uh, that I've been doing. Like the, the I guess the if only if only because it's overthinking it. Like the challenge that I put down is like, can you mix in just a little bit of that, a little something that is maybe nourishing to you and a little something that is kind of sustaining to your spirit. Um, not super arduous, not super, you know, uh, uh, dutiful, but you know, something, something that is, is maybe a little more long-term health, uh, oriented for you in, in those times, in those self-care times and kind of see the self-care, not just as a, uh, regulation of your nervous system activation, not just see the self-care time as a, like a healing from pain or injury or a kind of processing of trauma. All those things are necessary. Um, and depending on how acute they are, they may be more necessary than, than anything else. But is there a sense in which your self-care you can kind of look at as a little bit of an investment in, um, in a kind of future you that is in a direction that, that you want to be. Um, so that like at times when you're taking, when you're, when you're being a parent to your own brain, like, and to your own, your own heart, your own spirit, like at times it's nap time, you know, at times it's time for the ice cream store. Uh, and at times it's time for a, a kind of a nutritious meal, um, that, you know, fills you up for, uh, for the day to come. I like that. That's good advice, Matt. And I, I will, I, I will take that to heart. Um, I will also watch about 50 more of these mashup videos before I go to bed. Oh tonight. my God. They sound, they probably, sound, they sound just incredible. Not what you're going, what, you, what you're asking me to do. But, um, I, I will also, before I start to wrap this up, uh, tell you to just like freaking watch Watchmen. Uh, let's do that so we can podcast about it, please. Yeah. I've heard, yeah, I, 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 you know what? I, I have to confess. I have to make a, like a real bad, shameful confession as an overthinker is that I've never read the comic. And like when the, when the TV show was on the air, uh, people, you, uh, you, you were not the only person who was telling me that it was an amazing, uh, amazing TV show and that I should watch. It and I really want to, but I feel like, I feel like I owe it to myself to read the, to read the comic first. Um, so we're going to put links, uh, 
to uh, a lot of stuff in the show notes uh, for this episode. So go on and click through and, uh, you know, enjoy some lo-fi hip hop <laughs> or enjoy, <laughs> enjoy some mashups or enjoy just the most soothing, uh, you know, English accents solving Sudoku. Um, and, and please, uh, enjoy all of, all of those things. Um, and Hey, uh, take care of yourself till we, uh, talk to you next week. And uh, if you want to binge on anything that we do, you know where to find it. It's overthinkingit.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny. It It probably doesn't deserve. Like, seriously, Matt, there's a mashup of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and Marilyn Manson's Beautiful People. That's, that's the level we're talking about here. Is it really? Like, do they, do they make sense? Like, all I want oh. for Christmas oh, yes. is the beautiful people. Yes, the beautiful exactly. people. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. All right. I know what I'm going to do for the rest of the night.